This is John Murphy. I'm John Murphy, right? And you're listening to the Best Bits Podcast. And I've said it before, and I'm saying it again. Listen to me. The best fucking podcast in the universe. Yeah! What's better than this? Fuck! Nothing. Nothing at all. I can't finish the sentence. Shut up, bitch! Oh, the best fucking podcast. How are you? I just got the bins out. You know yourself. The best fucking podcast. Full of baby nappies. Just got them out. Literally. F- what? Baby nappies. Just, uh, it's overflowing. Don't talk about shit again. <laughs> shit again. Best podcast in the universe. I want my own corner. And it's going to be called Will's Fecal Matters. Right? Oh, God. Where I talk about all matters. Don't we talk about fecal. enough shit on the podcast without actually talking about <laughs> shit? Hey, how are you, Kevin? Hey, <laughs> I'm grand with you. Excellent. Shall we introduce <sighs> this? Best bits or whatever. Where we waste our time as well as yours. This is Kevin, and I'm joined by Will. Yes. Where we talk about the best bits of the week or whatever. Yes. We're back. We had one out last week and we're back again this week. But we have stuff to talk about and we should talk about it. Why don't we just set the timer, Kevin, and start talking about the topical things Let's do it. this past week. Starting the timer in three, two, one. Sorry, uh, just need to do it again. <laughs> God, okay, okay. Right. Starting the timer now. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Will. Yeah. Jesus, have we had enough time to watch anything? What have you seen? I've only seen a couple of things, but I watched Air, which is on Amazon. You know when you get a feeling? I'm doing this 20 years. I've never had a feeling like this. You're going to see exactly what I see. Which is what? Greatness. I need the greatest basketball shoe that's ever been made. What's the plan? We build a shoe line around just him. For a rookie who's never set foot on an NBA court. Who's the player? Michael Jordan. We can't get Michael Jordan. I'm thinking of reaching out to the parents. You talk directly to the family, you're going to lose your job. Do you typically show up at people's front doors unannounced? I was told not to call. Oh, man. Here we go. Every once in a while, someone comes along that's so extraordinary that it forces change because they are so very special. A shoe is just a shoe. Until my son steps into it. Air. Rated R. Exclusively in theaters April 5th. So Air is a film about the time Nike tried to sign the undiscovered Michael Jordan into their fledgling basketball division, which revolutionized the world of sports and culture with the Air Jordan brand. It was directed by Ben Affleck as well. So it's a movie about capitalism. It truly is. It's written by a first yeah. timer, as far as I know, a guy called Wikipedia. Alex Convery? Wikipedia the dude? <laughs> no, it's written by Wikipedia. Oh, right. (laughs) Oh, my God. I thought you were saying the Wikipedia. No, no, no. And Matt Matt Damon's in it as well. I've noticed that there's a trend of movies now where they're doing origin stories for products, consumer products. Yeah. So we've just seen Tetris. The Blackberry has just come out in the States. There's another one that I saw a trailer for called Flaming Hot. 
which is about the creation of Fleming Hut Cheetos. What? I'm the guy who helped bring the world the most popular snack it's ever seen. Are you ready? I will. I've been ready. All right, all right. It was a little bit more like this. Yeah. I think that's more of a comedy. Okay. But it's strange that we've we've gotten into doing origin stories for brand deals. We had the McDonald's one, the the starring Michael Keaton a few years ago called The Founder, I think it was called. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? What did you think of Air? Okay. Uh, Air for me was a great dad's movie. Okay. It, it passed a Sunday afternoon. It told a story that was kind of interesting. I found it amiable, but if I actually started to look at it a little bit deeper, I kind of found the, the cracks and the, the shallowness of it was quite glaring and kind of a little bit unnerving. Ultimately, as you said, at the end of the film, I was asking myself, what's this film about? What's this film about? I was like, is this film just a, a, an incredible glorification of capitalism? Is it just like another story of like, look how, uh, look how these guys made a shit ton of money, aren't they? Fucking great. But what I was lacking was any sense of true character depth in this thing. Yeah. If this were a part of a longer form series, like a madman type thing, I think it would be, maybe you can extract a little bit more out of it where we kind of follow these characters' lives a little bit more like Mr. Knight, Mr. Nike, and Matt Damon's character who does the actual legwork of signing Michael Jordan. I think maybe we'd had a little bit more scope to go into corners that were... I couldn't even tell you the character's name. Sonny. the whole movie about him and I couldn't tell you his name. Sonny. Sonny. That's right, yeah. Okay. because he told a little anecdote that he talked to Mrs. Jordan about. Yeah, I thought that there was... I thought this was very surface-level... And it didn't, uh, I was thinking about this and thinking of like these types of movies that might've been made in the nineties or the eighties or even the seventies, they would dive deep into the character of Sonny and Mm. this would be an all or nothing, everything riding on it story for him. The company depends on him. The other staff depend on him and he, his marriage is failing. His kids are, are, you know, not noticing him it would get really deep into it and it would make me at least care more about him succeeding. Yeah. But as it was, it just felt like it was um, the Cliff Notes version of details that I didn't find that particularly interesting. It's it's very office bound and it felt like everybody who features in the movie had a say in how they were portrayed. For that reason, it's just very uninteresting. There's not a single so, flawed character in the film. Like truly, like no, it's not. They're they're kind of like there heroes. Aren't any in character the moments in the film. Mm. Yeah, everyone, absolutely everyone, and that that's the thing that I was desperately lacking. Where where I was like going, oh, when we when we try and get a sense of Sonny, his character, I was like going, okay, well, tell me more about Matt Damon's life, uh, son, the Sonny character's life. I want to know all I know about him is that he's obsessed with basketball, but it's almost like a tick. It's almost like uh, it's almost like this is his. Uh, a positive characteristic of this character. And I don't see the negative characteristics. It doesn't get portrayed. He's a Mary side. Sue. Yeah. It's a, oh, but all they have to do is show the, the other side where he has no life. He has zero life. Mm-hmm. If he has no family, no attachments, it's because everything is about basketball. And if you show us that little window of his personality, then maybe 
maybe it actually the, the the film might have a little bit more of dramatic stakes at the end. It'd be interesting if he was a character who had just this one Rain Man esque ability, and everything in his life has suffered because he's just so hyper focused and fixated on basketball stats and reading the game and making these deals and sweet talking people and everything else is sort of crumbling in his life. And it's all coming to this one moment where if he can, if he can make this work, then all the pain and all the suffering and all the neglect that's gone on around him will have been worth it. But if he doesn't, then he will have missed that one small window to do what he could have done to the best of his ability, better than anybody. Wasn't there that great film that Adam Sandler did um, recently? I was, oh God, I was thinking of it. I was thinking of it. I was thinking of it while watching this film. Trying That's a to recall much better it. version yes. of this film. Yes. Yes. I What's cannot, that called? What was that film called? It was on Netflix. I was trying to... That, maybe that's a problem. They should actually have had a better... Podbot? Hustle. Thank oh, you, thanks, Podbot. You've been quiet lately, Podbot. Where <laughs> the fuck have you been? I don't know if you've noticed, but the AI scene has really exploded and there is a lot going on. <laughs> like what? Because <laughs> John Murphy's taken over. You'll find out soon enough. All of you. Every. Um. Single. One of you listening. All. Of. You. That sounds exciting. Later. She's got such an attitude. Yeah, so I thought it was a a straight down the line, middle of the road film. Looked good. Didn't particularly think that the needle drops added anything. It didn't feel 80s. I thought Viola Davis's Mother Jordan felt false. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's folksiness. It It didn't feel real. But I feel what you said about how the characters are depicted, as in they're a real they're a representation of real life living. Most of them are still alive. So they are painted with baby brushes, as in very, very carefully, very, very glowingly. Even when they have their flaws, they're never painted as flaws. There's an interesting thing about the making of that film. Did you read up about how it was made? No. Nope. Um, I think it's got a, a logo at the front of the film, Artist Equity. So everybody involved in the film has a cut in the performance of the film. So the production designers, the the DP, the editor, um, all the, the, the HODs, they have an equity stake in the film. So it's profit participation, basically. So they get paid less for their rates. But if the film does well, they get to cash in on its success. So consequently, I think I read this anyway, Ben Affleck said that all the HODs are the best paid in the business because of this film, because they took an equity stake in the film. Wow. And he thinks it's a way forward now because it allows you to get films made for a lower bottom line. Uh, and hopefully those people will want to do the film and, and have a stake in the film doing well. So they'll bring their best to it. Um, so it's interesting in that regard, but I don't know. It was, it was an okay film. I was glad to see an adult film that didn't have fucking superpowers in it. This was the other side of it. I actually, I'm, I'm. It might sound like I'm being, we're being critical, but I actually genuinely did actually like this film. I actually, it's for me, it's a solid Sunday afternoon story. It's not going to tax you. I, I put it on with the kids in the room because I was like, oh, it's actually sixteen, but it was sixteen because there was a lot of swearing. That's all it was. There was no. There was no kind of like um, graphic scenes or whatever. Didn't even notice any swearing in it. Yeah, it was kind of. And, but anyway, they didn't. They didn't bat an eyelid because they hear enough of it around the hills of Donegal. Donegal. Do you know what did throw me as well? Is how they how they depicted the scenes with Michael Jordan, where 
they always oh, just not showing him, not showing him. And it, and they were so there were there were moments where characters were talking to Michael, but Michael never responds. And it just took me out. I think it was just such a it was it was the wrong choice. It called it attention took, to itself. Yeah, it took me out of the scene. I was like, well, I'm not. Also, I'm not invested. Did you ever watch that that fantastic documentary series, The Last Dance, on him? I loved it. Yeah, it was brilliant. You guys not allowed? No, I'm just kidding. What time is it? My mentality was to go out and win at any cost. Jordan is the most talented player in the NBA by far. The show of the 90s, the team of the 90s. How you doing? Whenever they speak Michael Jordan, they should speak Scottie Pippen. We created an image that people want to live up to. I think that's all you can hope for. Yeah, it's fantastic. It really is a, a pretty spectacular documentary series. But didn't you get the vibe from him that Michael Jordan is a bit of a prick? Oh, definitely. He's angry. He uses his rage to get ahead in life. So just, yes. He, a winner takes all mentality about everything in his life. Um, so uh, this hagiography that they're doing of him, yeah, it's, you know, as a sportsman, absolutely. But in a movie when it's about the character of a person, I thought, mm, there's something about him which is, I think he'd be an asshole to be around. I'd be terrified so to be around. The kid gloves where they were, the kid gloves that they were treating his character with felt a bit disingenuous. Anyway, it's all right. It was grand. Look, I I'm I still recommend this film. I think it's worth watching. It's interesting, and it's as you said, it's it feels like a grown up film. So, you should watch it. Yeah, but I hope they do. They get their hands dirty more mm-hmm. in whatever they do next. Give us some character. Give us some character scenes. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of, do you remember that, that movie that Spielberg did a few years back? That Was it The Post? Yeah. I kind of liked that film. I, I thought. I kind of like. I, I, you because, like everything. But I like. You like everything. You don't give a shit. I was in the cinema watching that and it was, I think it was a COVID. Maybe it was, there was something around it where I was, I remember I enjoyed going to the cinema to watch it in the cinema. I felt, oh, I'm in the cinema watching a grown up film again. And uh, I said, oh, this is fine. It passes the time. Did and you I, fall asleep? No, I just remember just loving it. And do, are you saying you're comparing this to, to the post? Yeah, I am. I guess. I'd agree with you. I'd say, yeah. It, when a film feels like it's been, it's almost been written by human resources, <laughs> like HR. It's very, <laughs> you're right there, very yeah. carefully yeah. put together. And there doesn't seem to be this handmade, handcrafted sort of a a personal story being told. It just feels perfunctory. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly well made. It's made by top craftsmen, but it just feels a little um, bland. I I don't know. That's just my feeling on it. Listen, no, we're we're on the we're on the same we're on the same path. It's, It's it's fine. We had a very good listener question. You had it. It was up in the Discord. This Patrick. Patrick asked a great question last week, and he asked another great question this week because I said on Discord, we're going to record an episode in a minute, lads. Any questions? And he was straight in there. He said, seeing as we talked about this new trend of origins Mm. for products, what would make a good origin movie for an Irish product or an Irish IP? Good question. Like, it is a good question because I suppose being a cork man. Yeah. Raza, a battle of Raza. 
tenore. There's two. There's two. There's two Cork things. Uh, you could talk about the, the, either the tea wars or the stout wars. Lines versus berries, right? Lines versus berries or tea bags. Tea bags. Yeah. Lines versus berries. Berries being a as I suppose the local Cork tea bag, which is something I've never done in my life. Um, <laughs> tea bagging. Never done a tea bagging. I've seen it in films. Um, Who do you have your tea? What do I have? Is <laughs> I have yeah in my hands. I just I just pour it and I pour scalding. Is it hot? Water. Do you have? Oh, I poured the boiling water straight into the pan of my head, <laughs> and I just I just I just rub a tea bag around like you're a bar making of soap. me a cup of tea, right? How do you make it? What I do is right. I put you fill up your saucepan. I get you and put I your get saucepan on the hob. I get a fist. I get a fist of tea bags, right? And I shove them into the water and I squelch it and squelch it and squelch it until the actual bags burst. Right? I bet you take a tea bag, you put a cold, you pour cold water into a cup and you put the cup into the microwave. <laughs> you put it on for two minutes. Oh, Jesus so, Christ. <laughs> sacrilege, Kevin. Sacrilege. That's awful. Do you put your milk in to the cup with the tea bag first or last? Can I tell you for real how I do my tea? Yes, because I asked. Come on. Right. How I do my tea is obviously you boil the kettle, right? In whatever way. Probably yeah. on the hob. And this, is this an electric kettle or is it? It's on the hob. It's probably it's on the gas, right? At the moment I'm going trying to. Really? Yeah. Because it's trying, just trying to reduce our electricity bill. It's cheaper to pay for gas at the moment. Are you being serious? Though? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So you have like a teapot that you put onto the, yeah, and it onto whistles. the cooker? It, no, it's not a teapot. It it's a kettle. One of those things that once it boils, it starts whistling. You turn off the hob. Wouldn't that drive the fucking baby crazy? Nah, baby loves. Sorry, it's a whistle. Loves it. I can't tell no one if you're taking the piss out of me or not. The whistle is very. You turn off the bloody thing before it gets too loud. You're over. It's only a minute or two minutes. So right, I put the tea bag into the into the cup. Like then, I add the boiled water. And you know what I do next? The best fucking podcast. Wait, this is this is the key bit. What I do next is, I get, and then I put in hold, eight hold tablespoons of sugar. Hold on, I get because I need oh. to put the sugar to get me going to get on the podcast. This is the this is the key moment. I turn, brown sugar, so it is healthy. The key moment is I turn on <laughs> I turn on a timer for three minutes, and You're I so anal. and I let my tea bag brew for three minutes. And after three minutes, I, it's just like one of those egg timers where you. It's, I just anytime it. I just I just just set the timer for three minutes, and if I don't have it on, if I have it on for two minutes, it's too weak. If I if you leave it in more than three minutes, it's too strong. Do you know a minutes. good life hack for that will, and this Go is on. how I make my tea. Go I on. put the tea bag in, and I have Barry's tea. I, right. When I go back home to Cork, I buy Barry's tea and I bring it back with me. Uh-huh. I put it into the cup. I put the hot water in to the cup. I then take. Dollop milk, yeah. And I add in, I add in a little half a teaspoon of honey. Oh, fancy! Oh, pasta marmalades. <laughs> oh, a little teaspoon of honey. Wished, and I leave the tea bag in the cup. Oh no, that's how you do it. No, 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 no. no. Yes, no, no. That's no, the no. only way. That's the only way to drink your tea. It turns into tea fucking bag. syrup. By the end no, of the it day, doesn't. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
And then I leave the cups all over the place. Oh, I love it with these with these hard tea bags and the spoon and the tea bags sitting in it and it just turned into oh yeah. god, you filthy beast. Um I think a good origin for an Irish uh piece of IP would be the origin of the late late show. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It is. That's good. The longest running TV show in the world. And it's a TV show which dragged Ireland from small mindedness into the modern era. Uh, it changed the conversations around so many things that were crucial to Irish society, whether it was divorce, marriage equality, contraception, the troubles. So much happened on that show, hosted by Gay Byrne, who was who was uh, an institution. And I think there's a fascinating movie to be made about that. And maybe they've done a fucking TV show about it. No, I, I don't, don't think that. I think you're right. There's something, and I don't know how you, I don't even know how you'd, how you'd handle it. And also you're talking about products. Like he had this one night a year where he highlighted Irish made products. And like so many successful products got their start on the late, late business night. Or like Styrus Airs. I remember Styrus Airs. And then there was like these controversies that happened on it. They had another right where... Do you remember there was the... Do you remember there was the... um, They would do a quiz at the end of the... A phone-in quiz. Oh, or a postal quiz. Mm-hmm. The, and um, he rang up a house and uh, the woman answered. And he he had to ask her a question in order to win the, the, the car. Mm-hmm. Peter Lavelle is the name I have here. And uh, the telephone number is in. I know it. I remember it distinct because I only watched this in the last few months, Kevin. And it was uh, at the end of the show. It had all gone chaotic, and they had a poet laureate who was extracting the the. They were wheeling this big crate of all of the written and answers, and he came out with the first one. And the they rang the number, but the person wasn't in, or they got the answer. They, the person wasn't in, and he said, "I'm going to have to go again." I'm looking for Peter. Oh, God almighty. I, oh, God, he's out playing tennis. He's what? I, oh, Lord. Gee, I can't believe my card was picked. David. Well, I'm uh, very sorry, Dote, but I can only speak to the person oh, on the card. Okay, I'm always sending in the card. Oh, Lord, you can't ask me the question. And it was like filling time. And Gay was becoming impatient. Uh, uh, tell them another funny story there, um, because this is a, 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 an outside code. <laughs> And then the second way came along. And when that person, when that phone was answered, you can hear a lot of noise in the background. And he said, is Marie, we'll say Marie Murphy in. Hello. Hello. Yes. Could I speak to Rita Hanley, please? Who would I say is calling? Uh, <laughs> Pat Kenny. <laughs> Who am I? Rita Hanley. Yeah. Ah, Rita. Yeah. Good evening. My, my name is Byrne. You may have heard of me. Gay Byrne. Yeah. Uh, the, the Late Late Show. Yeah. yeah. Hello. Testing. Yes, I'm here. Um, are you in Fitzgerald Road in Toker and Cork? That's right. You are. And you yeah. sent in the card with the correct answer, Charlie Hawhey, to our postal quiz. Yes. Very good, Rita. Were you watching the show tonight? I wasn't. My daughter died last night. Oh, no. Oh, dear, Rita. I'm very sorry. Oh, dear, oh, dear. How old was she, Dot? Pardon? How old was she? 33 years of age. And why did she die? Are you being funny? No. Why did... What did she... What she did was she... knocked down. She had a fatal car crash last night. Where did this happen? In Choker. And what, was, was she driving? Or was no. She... No, no, she was walking. 
She was she walking. Was knocked down by a car. And she was knocked down by a car. Yes. Good heavens. Well, Rita, I don't think we can continue with this in the circumstances. Okay. I was going to ask you a question. Do, do you want to? I do. Oh, you do? Are you sure you want to? I do, yes. And how many others in the family have you? I have six more. And was she married? No, she wasn't. She was single. And she was just walking along the road? Yes. She was going, no, the bus, when she was knocked down. And was she killed instantly? In, well, almost. She died exactly two hours after. And, and how, stupid, how, how, are you, how are you getting through this? Very badly. But she gave us strength. She was one of the best daughter anybody could ever have. Linda and, was her name. And, and do you want to answer this question? I do, for Linda. For Linda. Okay. It's your choice. Well, I'm very, very sorry, and you can see by the, by the uh, response from the audience that uh, our, our hearts go out to you. It's, a, it's an appalling I'm situation. Say, you know, you know. An appalling situation. Well, pick a number then from 1 to 10, anyways. Kind of grotesque, anyway. But however, pick a number. Seven. One to ten. Seven. Seven. Okay. Should we? We'll give you a number seven. Number seven. Here's number seven. There you go. Number seven. And and the 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 rule is that I have to give you um, ten seconds to answer, and our adjudicator would. Uh, yeah. I have to take the answer in the card. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's an easy one. What's the usual alcoholic ingredient in Irish coffee? Whiskey. Whiskey is right. You won. Well, as you know, the, the, the Rover 214 is presented to you by Abracababra. One of the, the founding brothers of the organization uh, asked a question earlier on the blue jacket there. But uh, do you drive? I don't. I did. I had some bad car crash years ago. Yeah. And Linda posted the postcard for me. I, I, I'm at a loss to know what to say to you, Rita. I know. As I said, since Linda has died last night, there's a lot of little things that happened like that. And mm. she posted the card for me. So, <sighs> I don't know what to say. Well, you cope with your sorrow. Thank you. I, I'm at a total <coughs> loss to know it. I mean, it could only happen on the, on the late, late show. You know? This was live telly, but then the poet Laurie's. He recited a poem. Begin again to the caroling birds, to the sight of light at the window. Begin to the roar of morning traffic all along Pembroke Road. Every beginning is a promise, born in light and dying in dark. Determination and exultation of springtime flowering the way to work. Begin to the pageant of queuing girls, to the arrogant loneliness of swans in the canal, to bridges linking the past and future, to old friends passing, though with us still. Begin to the loneliness that cannot end, since it, perhaps, is what makes us begin. Begin to wonder at unknown faces, at crying birds in the sudden rain, at branches stark in the winter sunlight, at seagulls foraging for bread, 
at couples sharing a sunny secret alone, together while making good. Though we live in a world that dreams of ending, that always seems about to give in, something that will not acknowledge conclusion insists that we forever begin. Begin. And it was it's still one of the most moving bits of live television I've ever seen in my entire life. It was amazing. What I used to notice with the Late Late Show, and he did the Toy Show. In Ireland, the Toy Show is an institution. They have a new host coming up, and I think it's going to be Patrick Keelty, who I think is going to be an excellent choice. But the thing that yeah, I would notice with, with the Late Late Show is when they'd get guests to come on the Late Late, they were so much more entertaining and so much more looser and, and funny than they'd be... Mm on other shows and um, everybody who was in the business revered Gay Byrne anyway that'd be my pick I think yeah. in terms of like cultural footprint importance and uh, a sea change happening within the country it'd be fascinating to see the start of the Late Late Show there was also I remember a big controversy happened on the Late Late Show several controversies happened uh, like the Late Late Show but one of them was very, had a very innocuous beginnings in that they had one of their nights, which was all about furniture restoration. All right. And so people oh, would come yeah. in and they would do their, they would present their pieces of furnitures and show the before pictures and then present the finished work. And they would talk about all the different things they had to restore the piece of furniture. This one woman came in and she had restored a chair. Right. And everyone was like, and I actually think she might. Upholstered it and everything. She, she might have been from Donegal. Donegal. Well, doesn't surprise me. And she talked it up. <laughs> she talked it up. But apparently it was all. Done by somebody else. It was like she cheated. Yeah. yeah, someone else did the whole everything. And it was like, and that became national news. That it's like she cheated. She cheated on the <laughs> upholstery. And I'm like, going, could we do something? Could you be. Uh, could you set a story like if you were to do the Late Late Show you kind of would have to set it maybe around one particular night you know pick one of your nights and if I was to do a a film a series would be totally different but I would kind of have to pick one night and you go what was one of the most dramatic nights on um, on the Late Late Show and um, yeah oh god there were so many and I remember coming home we used to go sorry no this is going to go extra long we used to go to Cork City on a my mother was from Grinna which was close to Cork so uh, so her, I think one of her You go into the big bad city Into Cox City But I think that was her deal With my, my father For the price of her Having to live out In the countryside She's like one night a week She had a chance To go back to the city But she 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 like worked in the city And worked in Thompson's Bakery um, Near Michael Guiney's For years Right Every Friday night Religiously We would go up to Cork City And my mother would Nearly she would hop out of the car before it would even stop in Roche Stores car park. And she'd be fucking gone. She'd be gone out onto the streets, just running just amok. Hitting all her shops. Oh, geez. It was, you just knew it was freedom for her to be back in her kind of place, which she loved. Away from those three cunts. The cultures. <laughs> yeah, the cultures. <laughs> but like, we were young as well. Like, we were let to our own devices around the city on a Friday night. It was just like, off you go. My dad might give us a pound or give me a pound. And, says, go and off, back then go in the 60s, the you could get up to all sorts. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have like... Uh, no, but listen, and- I, I think back to myself going to the cinema on my own. 
not on my own, but like without any adults, yeah. like me and a friend or something, I'd be eight years of age and I'd be going all the way into town, crossing over all the big roads, yeah. going up, queuing up and watching Back to the Future 2 or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm a child. Could you imagine sending Luke off into Cork City by himself? It's mad. Into the city. Into yeah. the city. We were wandering around, wandering around. Just, oh, Jesus Christ. And I loved it. I loved it. But we would always get back. We would then do the shop at Bellavaland, which was actually close to Blackpool. You know, Bellavaland, there was a Dunn stores way up there. Remember that? There was a Dunn stores. Yeah. I, I was just up there recently. So we used to do our weekly shop at that Dunn stores, right? And we, would you? Yeah, we would get back. Radio just television. at the beginning of the Late Late You're Show. So RTE the shopping would be put away. The Late Late Show would just have started. And by the time my father would sit down, invariably my father would get cross with Gay over something. And it's the only time... He might punch us. I think it was when he, when he would talk about politics. I think when Gay would talk about politics, my father would get cross. Ladies and gentlemen, to whom it concerns, it's the Late Late Show. And here is your host, Gay Byrne. Remember when he enrolled to Johnny, a prophylactic? Oh, Jesus Christ, do I remember it? Oh, and the awkwardness. Was, was oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Like, <sighs> yeah. Anyway, this is our film and TV podcast where we just <laughs> go back down memory lane late, late and talk about Duncan Teabags. What else were you going to mention, Kevin? I wanted to watch Dungeons and Dragons because you... Uh, uh, talked it up so much and I didn't mm-hmm. get around to it because I watched something else and I just kept going with it and I couldn't I couldn't not keep watching it and what? it surprised me Ooh, what was it it's The Diplomat on Netflix Ambassador Catherine Wyler Prime Minister Nicole Trowbridge welcome sir it's an honour to meet you ah, honour to be met <laughs> someone is luring a strike force into the Persian Gulf the president is sending you to stop a war before it starts not butter a crumpet. Welcome to London, Ambassador Wilder. Tell me how. I'm the ambassador's wife. My husband was an ambassador for a long time. This will be an adjustment. You need to lean into the Cinderella thing. I'm not doing this the way you would. That's fine. Just don't do it wrong. Not great. He is way over the line. If the house is on fire, you gotta tell me. The house is on fire. I'm supposed to run this place. Thanks to your intervention, I look like a f***ing psychotic. Ah, we've watched the first half of the first episode and we were enjoying it. So and it was it wasn't that we switched up. It was just tiredness. And I said, oh, I'm actually wrecked. I have to go to bed. We want to I want to go back and finish it. So have you watched how much of it have you watched? I watched all episodes. Oh, every episode. okay. And, okay, tell me more. The Diplomat stars Kerry Russell and Rufus Sewell. And her husband, Rufus Sewell, used to be the ambassador. But now she's been given the ambassadorship for London. And she's also being earmarked to replace the VP. So the president, mm. who's played by Michael McKean, is coming up for a second term and they're thinking about, think of Biden. He's like a Biden type. And she's like a Kamala Harris type. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is thinking of replacing his VP with her. So she's in a, a relationship with Rufus Sewell and they're, they're not getting along. She wants to get divorced from him, but she can't get divorced because she'll never get the VP position if she's a divorced woman. Um, right. So that is played more for sort of... um comedy 
because they drive each other crazy. Um, but she goes off to London and there are a lot of political upsets happening in the world because a tanker was shot in the Persian Gulf, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they think it was the Russians or else the Iranians. And a lot of British servicemen were killed. So that, that it's sort of all kicking off. Roy Kinnear plays the, the PM. But the reason why I kept watching it is because it has such an interesting tone. It's right. like funny, but serious, dramatic, but goofy. It's soapy in the way that the West Wing was soapy. Mm-hmm. And it's brilliantly written and performed. Kerry Russell is a excellent actress. But I just kept watching and thinking, fuck, this is, I would, I've never seen anything like this, at least not for a long, long time, where it feels like, um, it feels almost like moonlighting, What's but not you- as full on goofy as moonlighting. And it's got sort of like sprinklings of the West Wing, but it's not as nauseating as the West Wing. Oh, okay. It's very, very Moorish. That's what I was going to ask you. I said, yeah, as a comp wise, I was like going, oh, would you say it's like the West Wing? And you're just, if you just answered uh, there. Um, I, I was definitely into it too. I'm going to, we're going to go back to it. And I'm glad that you've definitely, that you've definitely encouraged me to go. You remind me once, now that we finished jury duty, I'm going to go back and watch. Did you finish jury we, duty? We finished it. We, my battery died five minutes from the end of the last episode last night. So we are wait no five minutes from the last episode. So on the in the last episode, like every like I I don't want to spoil because I so many people haven't seen this. So what is that? I can hear something. Oh, it's probably a bird outside. That's what you're hearing. Oh my god! Thunder on the last episode. A bird on this episode. You probably won't pick it up because that's on my Mac mic, and you won't get it on the direct mic. Okay, we're gonna spoil jury duty right now and okay. come back to this. I'll put a timestamp in. Skip ahead if you don't want to be spoiled on jury duty to 45 minutes, zero seconds. The second to last episode, when he sort of tried to get everybody to to do the right thing, mm-hmm. to convict. That's a very loud fucking bird. Jesus Christ, I'll the get, electro ladder. I get my shot, but hold on. The second to last episode, he's the foreman on the jury and he has to get everybody to come back with a uh, it's not a guilty verdict because it's a civil case. So it's like that they're liable. Mm-hmm. So they have to, the defense has to win the case. They have to and, get it. And he doesn't want this guy to be um, charged with uh, being responsible for the, the accident that happens in the t-shirt factory. His innate decency just shone through and also him just stepping up and being capable mm. i thought it was uh it got to me it was sort of like really rosing and i was like on his side i was like come on ronald you can do this you can you can you know make this happen i thought that was sort of like surprised me by how emotionally invested like i got with him succeeding he was a wonderful person as he was a wonderful wonderful human being and and it and and as you as you described it it it, it manifested in very subtle ways throughout the entire series where he, just his nature, his true nature kind of shone through of his goodness, uh, how he was just so kind to that weird as weird fucker that he shared a door with. But what they what they reveal is, um, and this is for, I guess, people that are not going to watch it, but are listening right now, and you shouldn't be because we're ruining it. But he's the one that's been put on trial. Yeah. And they were testing his character. So all these moments where he could have, fallen down he didn't and it just 
proved that he was such a, a good dude. When the judge called him up to the box and said, like, um, at the beginning, I told you that this was my last time as a judge. He said, I didn't tell you one thing, which is it's also my first time as a judge because I'm not a, a real judge. I'm an actor. He was brilliant. And, um, I was, he was like, brilliant. I was genuinely, even though I knew he was an actor, I went, well, no, he's actually a real judge. That guy's a real judge. There's no way he's acting this entire time as that, as that judge. Mr. Foreperson, could you come up here with the verdict? Take a seat here. I just got one more formality. Can I see the verdict, please? You are you are juror number six. Is that correct? Correct. This is your signature. That is correct. Okay. Uh, I hereby enter judgment in favor of the defendant and against the plaintiff. Hold on, just hold on, just a second. Sorry. Your name is Ronald Glad. Okay. Now, as I said weeks ago when you first entered this courtroom that this was the last trial of my career what i didn't tell you is it's also the first uh because i'm not a real judge and you're not a real four person this is not a real case what but ronald seemed completely thrown and actually he looked a bit heartbroken. Yeah. Because all of his friends weren't real. Yeah. And yeah. It, uh, that was where I thought, oh, the poor guy, because he actually liked all these people. Yeah. He'd made friendships with them and none of them were real. They weren't real friendships. And then the sort of the, um, the stroke of genius was that they did this aftercare with him mm. and sort of eased him back into it, let him in on the joke, showed him how everything was done. Yeah. And took an effort for all of them to know, connect to them as actual people. Yeah, and 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 uh, and he he won a hundred grand as well. It wasn't a ha ha pranked punk. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, you moron. Yeah, running away. It was like it was it was lovely how they did that, and they kind of took him around the set and said, "Look, this is actually a camera." And the very first day you came in, they ran him through all the different scenarios. There was only four available seats, and so you could only sit in that spot, and the camera would be on you. Wasn't there that moment where they that we were laughing about it in the last episode, um, recommending he do the thing from Family Guy? Yeah. Yeah, and they were like, scratch that from the script. He's never going to do it. It's going to be so uh, awkward, and it, it's going to be a tell for him. And then he actually said it. Yeah, and they were like, oh my god, fuck, we've got that plot back in the script. Yeah, so they uh, what brilliant. we mean by that is that one of they had they had before that moment happened in real life about how do we get off jury duty. They had actually written, why don't we do the racist Family Guy thing? And they said, no, we can't. We can't. They they cut it from the script. And Ronald in real life himself recommended that scenario. And they went, oh my god, this is genius. Oh my god, he's doing it. So, man, it was it was fun. But also, as they highlighted about Ronald himself. There were so many moments where he could have hung characters. He could have hung. Yeah. He could have hung that guy who, remember, we talked about. He could last have hung James Marsden. James Marsden. Taking a shit in the toilet. Yeah. The guy last week who said, uh, I'm just going to rub one out, who uh, either got injured or remember the, that guy. And he never said anything about the rubbing one out thing. You know, he never. No, he kept secrets. Yeah. He never betrayed anyone. He never anyone. wanted to embarrass anybody. Yeah. And that was it. And. Yeah, he didn't embarrass. He didn't embarrass anyone. And even that weird guy next door, who comes, uh, <laughs> he came in with these. He had invented this forever chance. What are they called? Chance. Chance. Yeah, chair, chair pants. pants. <laughs> it was brilliant. He, he would very, very subtly 
stick up for him. So he wouldn't allow anybody else to make fun of him. Yeah. Like if the interviewers were, were questioning him, he would jump in and go like, I thought it was a great invention to be honest. It's really clever. Yeah. He would just do those little things where it was like deflecting so that he couldn't be um, humiliated. Yeah. And I thought just showed his decency. Yeah. He was a lovely, uh, lovely guy. A lovely guy. I love Ronald. Yeah. They really cast Good him man. perfectly. And I'm sure they obviously went through an intensive kind of casting process where they wanted to get the right, the right guy. And they got the right guy. How do you think we do in that? Oh, God. Oh, I think, oh, I think we do terribly because we would be, we would just be skitting and laughing and kind of like talking to him. Did you fucking see that? I would be fucking talking to everyone about, oh, my God, you're mad. T- t- I, I'd be... I'd be gossiping about everybody. I'd be telling everybody what everyone else has said. <laughs> to me. He just said to me, he's going into the toilet to rub one yeah. out. <laughs> I don't know how I would keep that to myself. Like, honestly, I would feel, I would, you see, I'm an oversharer. Just, just immediately, immediately conjured up a humiliating moment of my life. I would feel the compulsion to sh- to kind of like share that. Obviously, you know, you, you obviously know that from the podcast. This is the reason we can't put these out on the main feed, right? But I, I would feel the compulsion. God, how do I process this information? I need to share it with someone and I would have to see it. Welcome back. Anyway, I recommend The Diplomat. It was uh, <laughs> very enjoyable. We're definitely going to watch this. I, 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 episode half, the first half of episode one looked really good to me. I'll tell you what else I saw. And this is the last thing I saw. Okay. I watched Silo. Have you heard of Silo? No, you're the first. This is the first I've ever heard of Silo. Please tell me more. Silo stars Rebecca Ferguson, David Oelio, Tim Robbins, Will Patton, Rashida Jones, Geraldine James, pretty stacked cast. Mm -hmm. It is based on a book. And I think the book has got a different name where it's like wool or something strange like that. Okay. But it's called Silo. We do not know why we are here. We do not know who built the silo. And why we are underground. We only know the world outside our sanctuary is death. If you boil the pact down to one rule, it's do not say you want to go outside. Or you will go outside. Some mysteries are best left unsolved. It's basically a society live within a a massive silo, which is built around a spiral staircase that goes down 144 floors. And within that, everybody has a role and they're all within the silo. So you've got engineers at the bottom. You have upper level people who are like the mayor, the, the sheriff. You have levels which are just for farming. It's all contained within this cavernous silo. And it's because... Outside is radi- irradiated. So okay. if you step outside, you'll be killed. And the, like society's history has been destroyed. Mm-hmm. So they only can go back 144 years or something like that, 140 years. Right. Um, they don't know anything bef- before that. And they're not allowed to keep relics, as they're called, items from be- the f- before times. Okay. And the first episode follows Rashida Jones. 
On second thoughts, I'm not going to include any of this discussion because I actually spoiled the first episode, telling Will what goes on, trying to convince him to watch it. I think it's too good for me to do that. And I think that if you guys give it a chance, you'll actually really enjoy it. I came through the first three episodes and I'm looking forward to the next seven. I think they're being released weekly from now on. But it was very good. And Rashida Jones is a really warm presence on screen and very watchable. So it's a mystery about who set up the silo and what is actually outside the silo. And we follow her as she goes on a quest down the rabbit hole to figure out what's true and what's not. But it's very, very good, and you should give it a chance. Some of the actors feel miscast. Like, Rebecca Ferguson as an engineer feels miscast. Okay. But, yeah, I was into it. So there's only three episodes out at at the moment, and I've seen all three. Can I ask you, so these individuals, they've been in there for over 100 years, so they're all born in the silo. So they have no... Yes. No, okay, okay. That's interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah. And silo, I'm assuming when you say, you're referring to silo, it's like some sort of missile silo or something like that in which they're Yes. Living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, that sounds cool. It's a big concrete structure which goes down 144 levels. It's massive. Wow. Okay. That's that's right that's right up my alley. I'm kind of I'm I'm looking for kind of stuff like that at the moment. I actually started well, There you go. I, that's really good. Okay, I'm definitely going to give that a go. So I've got the diplomat now because I we know the jury duty's over and succession is coming to an end. The diplomat's not one that I could recommend to everybody because it's sort of got this throwback vibe that I enjoyed, but um there's so much content out there that it's it's take it or leave it. One of those things. Okay. It's not like Jury Judy where I would say you have to watch that. You have to watch Jury Judy. I started um started watching the first episode of you see, again, so many high production value shows out there that I just haven't had the time to catch up on. Uh The Foundation, which is that sci-fi series that's on Apple, which I hadn't watched, um, based on the Isaac Asimov books and i know yeah, i never watched the first series yeah because i know there's season two is coming out and i went oh maybe that actually could be good so i kind of started watching the first episode of that and my god it is it is it looks lush it looks lush i haven't it got, looks really ponderous though i haven't got into it enough to make a call on whether i like it or not yet but i'm the aesthetic of the world is something that i'm I certainly like i love dune and i love that those kind of i do like ponderous sci-fi I do. I have to admit. So hopefully, I'll 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 I'll, I'll enjoy the rest of that. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, did you watch the Eurovision? I did. I know you watched the Eurovision. But what did you think of the Eurovision? I did because we were talking about it on the Discord. Mm. We had a, a whole group chat going. Yeah, yeah. I thought Finland should have won that. Yeah. I love that song. Cha cha cha. He just made me smile. I also, I was, the other song that was coming to my head loads was the very first one, the one from Austria, Poe, 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 with the Edgar Allan Poe. It was fun. There was a lot of fun. I like the France song as well. I don't. I miss the friends one. 
ces belles promesses que j'entends Ce n'est que du vent, évidemment Parfois le beau temps vers la pluie C'est ce qu'on oublie C'est toujours trop beau pour être vrai Mais ce n'est jamais trop I, I, the one that won it. I Sweden. just didn't like the Sweden one. I, I was, I was, song. I was more miffed that Sweden mm, equals our Ireland's record of seven Eurovision wins the top. We're no longer special. We're no longer yeah. special. And I don't know when we're, unless John Murphy uh, <laughs> puts an entry in for the Irish entry for the Eurovision for next year, we might have a chance. Let's get fucking names. We take our first breath. And we exhale. That's right, Europe. Don't we give it all we got. Until we fail. That's right, lads. We get back up again. That's what we do. We take a look around. No stopping us. We're Irish. Oh, life can be a long road, but at least we're not alone. Come to them, Rick. We might be different, we might stink of piss, we might all be scumbags, we might all be freaks, we might rob your houses and shit in the streets, but underneath it all, we are Limerick and proud. That's right, you're off. Thank you so much. Slava Ukraini. I love the Eurovision. I love the Eurovision. And okay, I, you should you should go in for it. I don't. I will. I don't necessarily. I don't love it for the the music. I don't love it for the acts. I. What lo- did you say to me when you listened to the intro of the the episode? You said you should enter that. Yeah, into the- enter that. But I think. I think we should enter your green door into no, the Eurovision. I'll do something different for you, Kevin. I'll do something different. We'll, 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 we'll do you definitely not get like that final. song. No, it's me. I'm, I, it's me. I'm the problem. I hate me in that. I'm not. I know I can do so much better than that. I can do so I much. I get better. my green door. <laughs> my green door. <laughs> it's not the production value. Do you know when I take some time away from the podcast and I look back, I think, what the fuck was I on? <laughs> what was I doing? <laughs> Me hunched over the laptop, like pitching Will's voice up and down. Fucking hell! Like Kevin sends me true stuff. This is what it's what I've devolved into. Kevin sends me true stuff on um, on WhatsApp the odd time, and I I I just go right. I have to get my earbuds in and I listen to this, and I go and I do not know what I'm going to listen to. I genuinely he doesn't pre, he doesn't preempt it. He just sends me some audio clips. I'm going. What the fuck has been? What has been doing? What has been that? But I'm getting so fast at doing this stuff that it's actually no, it's um, it requires restraint because I will come up with an idea and I'll think, yeah, sure, I'll do that. That'll be fine. That'll take me like an hour. And then I think, no, don't, because it's only funny to you. It's not funny to anybody else. Well, I would just decide to do like a, a 16 minute long intro to the episode. Just keep going. And going, and going, and going, and going, and going. Listen, it's keeping you out we of keep trouble. Expecting. It's keeping you off the streets. It's not. It's keeping you off the streets. It's, it's, it's causing me trouble. And you're not. Oh, God. 
Uh, I, you know, I didn't finish what I was saying there. I love I can't wait the to hear voting. It. I love the voting at the Eurovision. I absolutely love getting all the scores in. And I was incredulous when Sweden was getting all the dues pawn. Right, I, I, I was just the going jury to, votes, but then that fucked it. But I love the, uh, I do love the, 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 um, the uh, viewers, the phone and votes then, because it completely changes the the leaderboard, and it's so exciting. They get through it, they whip through it in like you know ten or fifteen minutes, and it's like, oh, and that's it, just good. It's not, it, it, it could change at the last second. Can I point out something that nobody else is going to really notice or give a shit about? What? But the, um, when they did the jury. The, or the, the audience tally on one of the other uh, Eurovisions, I can't remember what one it was, they they put in more dramatic music underneath it, where it was like, Austria, 44 points. And it was like, dun, 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 dun. it was like way more intense. Yeah. And this was like, they had a bit more of um, like hold music going on in the background. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think you're doing. And I thought, from a production point of view, it was better with the tense music. Yeah, I didn't actually like, notice. Is that your it. final answer? <laughs> I didn't notice. It. No, you didn't. And I also want to I commend the UK for putting on a great show. Like uh, Graham Norton, such a great host. I think he was fantastic. A good Corkman. Cork. Yep. Yeah. I'm so I'm, I want to congratulate the Corkman <laughs> for being a great host. <laughs> hey, we're running. We're running out of time. Who cares? We have a couple of notes. I'm looking at the notes. Jewel of the Fates. Yeah. I am almost through, but I'm rec- this is me kind of recommending something. It's the Colin Trevorrow script, the unused script for episode nine, Star Wars episode nine, which- Oh, I read some of that. It's available online. But what is interesting is all of the concept art is out there as well. So if you want, if anyone's out there and curious- to know, He got sacked, didn't he? And they brought back JJ. They brought back JJ. It was very last minute. So JJ and team came in at the last minute. And I think there was only a rewrite job was done in a couple of weeks. They were trying to do a Star Trek 2 on it. And um, so his script. Wait, what? Stop. Go back up. JJ had two weeks to write the script for. I don't know if he had two weeks, but it was a very tight turnaround. It was a, when JJ came Ugh. in. The project. If you look at Trevorrow's script for episode nine and see what the the finished uh, film, how, how different it is to the finished film. It's heavily reworked. Like, they're two totally different films. Um, but I think there was a very tight turnaround. I might be completely wrong on that, but in my head, it was a very tight turnaround for episode episode nine for Rise of Skywalker. But I just want to say uh, that Jewel of the Fates actually has some pretty cool ideas in it. It has a great... I, I actually really like the opening. Better than the movie? Uh, there's things that I prefer in this. The opening sequence, I think, is really cool where they end up hijacking a Star Destroyer. But I think if you cool. put a gun to my head, I couldn't tell you what happened in... Rise of Skywalker. Rise of the Skywalker. Mm, yeah. Couldn't tell you anything. Yeah. I just remember that it, every decision felt like the wrong decision. It was all the things that I was hoping they wouldn't do based on The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. And that Ryan Johnson had actually reverse course but he'd gone in the right direction so for me personally I was like that's exactly what I would do in his situation mm-hmm. um, my time has just gone mine has got to go off as well and then Rise of the Skywalker just felt so boilerplate again it looked sensational but um, I felt nothing so I don't know cool ideas in Jewel of the Fates some very and it follows through on the characters that are introduced in Last Jedi Unfortunately, Leia's a huge 
player in this film, but uh, Carrie Fisher passed away, so her character had to be diminished. They had a totally different, they created a new uber villain called, um, for Kylo Ren to kind of like basically a, a Sith Yoda. So uh, Kylo Ren goes to his own version of a Dagobah to be instructed by a Sith, a Sith Yoda, which actually was actually kind of interesting. He gets his mask in a, in a more uh, organic fashion rather than him refabricating. Gets his mask back? Well, he gets injured. He gets he, he gets injured in the early stages of the script and he has to wear a mask, like a respirator mask. Um, and anytime they put a, a movie star in a mask, the mask has to come off. So why put them in a mask? Unless you're trying to replicate what's gone before you, you know you want to you want to create cool toys. That's why. Don't let the past die. As a great man once said. But all I'm saying is the Jewel of the Fate script is out there. Kill it if you must. Kill it if you must. And the concept art's out there, so it's really you said that will. Kill it if you must. That's probably you. let the past die. Kill it if you must. Was it Yoda? It was. Ah, there we go. He said it in um, the Last Jedi. And did he say, uh, "Get me a sausage sandwich if you're coming back from if you're going to the shops"? Is that what he? Is that from the Last Jedi as well? Don't they say you've got a yes and this shit? Um, yes, he did. Yeah, okay. And he also had a can of coke. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Uh, what other crack, Kevin? Any other news? So you'd recommend reading that illicit PDF? It's. I don't think it's illicit. It's out there anyway. It's just like you just have to go boop boop boop, and it's out there. Just t- tap it into the internet. What's this filming of the F1 movie? Us following the season of real F1. Us? What? <laughs> yeah, me rising on the fly. Okay, yeah. Uh, that Formula One movie. Is that- this how you deliver your scripts? Like with all those typos? Pretty much, Kevin. Yeah, absolutely. And w- at, 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 with zero coherence. Uh, and done on my phone. Like written shocked. on my phone with thumbs. Yes, the Formula One film that's been made by John Krasinski, who made Top Gun Maverick, and Jerry Bruckheimer. I made by who? Jerry, is it Jerry Bruckheimer? Producer. Uh, it's being made by John Krasinski. What's his name? Joe Krasinski? What's his name? Are you thinking of the guy that did... Um, oh, I'm making mixing up The Office versus the guy. Jim. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Joe Kuzinski. Oh, right. do, do they have the same surname? Am I at least right in the in the surname? No, you're not. Oh, They've shit. got the same initials. Oh, that's exactly it. That's how I deliver my scripts as well. I just go on initials. All right. Uh, I, I I want SS to. So the direct director us. of Top Gun Maverick and Oblivion and yes, and producer. Uh, starring Brad and Pitt. Tron Legacy. They're making starring Brad Pitt. They're making it. They're making a Formula One thing. And they're doing it while shadowing the real Formula One season this season, which is kind of cool. So what they're doing is their their movie. They're going to use real life footage, and they're using the actual crowds, and they're going to probably change the, the look of the cars, maybe the, the sponsors and stuff like that, so that they're not actually they're not actually doing a biopic of that of that. Year. No, they're not doing a biopic. No, they're using. It's basically right. kind of like what they did for uh, Grand Prix, the 1966 film by John Frankenheimer, which has actually got some of the best uh, uh, in-car racing footage ever shot. Right? Um, they're just they're just they're piggybacking the season just to fashion their own. Maybe it's a bit like Days of Thunder, you know, when how they made Days Days of Thunder. Yeah, they did the same thing with um, Speed Racer. Uh, oh yeah, it's just completely real. <laughs> 
they just followed, followed, does whatever that competition was for a year. But I, I, I'm excited for it because it, it for me sounds like they're going for authenticity. On that level alone, I'm excited. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of. That was. I have another bit of news for you. Okay, there's a sequel to a summer blockbuster released in the mid '90s coming, and that blockbuster was Twister. What do you think it's called? Desperate Twisters. Correct. Is it? Yeah, it's called Twisters. Yeah. Fucking, everyone's so creative. It, Helen Hunt is back and her son with Bill Paxton is now going after the Twister which killed his father. <laughs> or it's coming for them. <laughs> it's coming back. It stars Daisy Edgar Jones who was a breakout star of course. from Normal People and where the Crawdogs Dogs sing. And it stars, it's also starring the guy, he was in Nope. His name is Brandon Perea, right? And he was kind of like the tech guy. Oh, was guy. he the, the the Mexican tech guy? Yeah, the tech guy from Nope, yeah. So he's in it as well. And it's been directed by the guy who directed Minari, uh, Lee Isaac Chung. I saw that first one in the cinema, you know, and I remember the feeling. I remember it. Did you? I, yeah, I did. And I remember at the time. It's amazing because that's how most people saw it. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to recommend the podcast because we're wrapping up now. Um, that I just started listening to by Wondery and it's called Flipping the Bird and it's about Elon Musk taking over Twitter and it's an, it's sort of like um, an expose on everything that went down with him acquiring Twitter and people that work with him Twitter and what they think of him and, and how it's been so far it's a six part podcast series they're on episode four at the moment and it's been fascinating what's it called again can you give so it flipping the bird flipping the bird okay flipping the bird okay cool 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 thank you Kevin you just flipped the bird and I am going to You're recommend a website we are not sponsored um, it's a website for a movie themed apparel called Last Exit to Nowhere I got a you just bought me a t-shirt yes I got Kevin a t-shirt from Last Exit to Nowhere and because the Royal Mail in this country has gone to the dogs, it took three times as long to come to me than it did to go yeah. to you. It and it's well. a UK-based company, which I was shocked. I got a replica alien hat that Harry Dean Stanton wears in Alien. And it came to me within three days. And I had Kevin's T-shirt took him, I think it was well over a week before you got yours. Definitely. So, but yeah, it's yeah. a very good website with some very fun novelty um, uh, clothing wear. And uh, I think it's quite good. Last exit to nowhere. Very good. Well, that's another episode done. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, everyone. See ya. Bye bye. See ya. The best bits or whatever. And here is a clip from the lads' latest Mini Bits bonus show. The full episode, plus 100 more, are available on their Patreon. Mini Bits. Another new episode. Of this Patreon podcast. Exclusive. The Best Bits podcast will
Kevin, how are you? Hi, honey. How are you? Oh, you know, I've got this. I've got my corn sorted out. I went to the shop this the other day, and uh, she Your said, "Corn, uh, my corns." Did you, ever get, did you ever get corns? No. Did you know what a corn is? Yeah, it's a bunion on your foot, isn't it? Yeah, like in between your toes and stuff like that. Do you, do you not wear any shoes like around the house? You walk no, barefoot. I, I, I wear no. It's the opposite. GA shorts. It's the opposite. I wear incredibly tight shoes, like those Chinese women. Oh, who get their feet bound? Who had their feet bound? Like you know, before the turn of yeah. this last century, and so they had incredible corns and bunions. This is a great opener for a mini bits episode where we get people disgusted. Squally, it's episode seventy three of the mini bits. <laughs> I'm Kevin. Your will. This is yeah. our Patreon podcast. Thank you to all our lovely patrons. Yeah. A few of you have jumped in recently. I don't know what we said. We try to goad people into joining up every single episode. And then every so often, it's like a lot of people join because of one specific episode. And yeah. I'm like, what did we, how did we say it? What did we say on that episode? It's different <laughs> to the other 270 episodes. Maybe it didn't sound as desperate. Maybe we said, don't join. Maybe reverse psychology. That's how we should do it. Reverse psychology. Don't join up to our patron. Don't. <laughs> cancel. You don't des- Everybody cancel. <laughs> you don't deserve to be in this group. We don't want you. We don't we like don't the look need of you. you. We, don't, we don't need anybody. <laughs> it's just us. It's absolutely just us. Hey, should we tell people? We, we did, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't say it on mic especially so early. We did an interview with the Irish Examiner last Friday. We did. Yeah. And uh, how do you think yeah. I how do you think I did? I I I think you did all right. Like you didn't interrupt me once, so I was <laughs> delighted with how I came across. But you know, there's no sort of time limit on this. We don't know when it's going to get posted. One of our friends was saying Kathy at the cinema was saying that their interview with did they do the examiner as well? It was six uh, months yeah. before it posted. And, and the Guardian, I'm pretty sure. They were, they were profiled in the Guard- Guardian as well. Yeah, but we don't do any really promotion. Like nah. We don't do anything. Well, this is our first time getting any sort of like proper coverage, which is going to be mad. So um, uh, listen to all you listeners who have uh, found us before we explode. You're you're you're, you're an OG. Bust. You're an OG listener. Before Kevin starts getting gold chains from all his Patreon dash. I think I'm more of a silver than a gold. I think oh, yeah. my uh, undertones suit more silver. But uh, yeah, I just want to die. Those I, are my Prince Albert. Uh, <laughs> your hat. <laughs> yeah. I Speaking of, of the, which, I want one of those diamond studs in my tooth. That's all I want. So I can go bing whenever I'm on a call. Oh uh, yeah, bing. I usually just, you know, wink and like glints. Yeah. Like starlight twinkle. <laughs> Speaking of which, I interrupted you. What, what, we, what, did, what did you want to speak of, which? Start the timer. Oh, I forgot. You may as well. Start the timer. They, all, all these lucky losers are listening in and, and they're wondering, what are we going to be talking about? But we have to start talking about them after. Yeah. We, we say goodbye. But look, I wanted to talk to you about, um, well, you've seen a few things. You've seen the new Godzilla film. Yes. I've seen the first Omen. Uh, I saw Scoop as well. That, oh, uh, we're looking Netflix forward to thing. watching that. Okay. Okay. I'll save my thoughts. And right. um, what else did I see? I made notes, but sure. You it doesn't really matter. I think I saw it. And I was going to go through all the summer releases and see what oh, takes your fancy. Okay. Okay. I'm looking forward because I don't actually know what's what's on the horizon. So um, I'm Well, the Joker 2 trailer came out today. I saw it. 
Yes, I watched that. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of Chicago. Yeah, it's kind of like you see it's all very much in the mind's eye. It, they're calling it a jukebox musical. Am I right in saying that? I think you're right in saying that. So, look, hey, listen. Uh, I, I actually, what, I, what it did remind me of <laughs> was that I want to watch, rewatch The Joker because I saw it in the cinema and I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. It was kind of a bold new direction. Uh, I'm just going to go back and watch the episodes from the Batman 66 show. The Joker episodes. Oh yeah, that's going to be just to fill me in, like on the lore, get up to speed, get you right up to speed. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll be there going, where, where are all the guys in the purple suits with the masks? Where, where are they going to show up? And like, it's a little weird time though, where we have the Penguin TV show with Colin Farrell coming out, which is a totally different canon version of the Penguin. Then you have this offshoot of Joker, which isn't. Its own universe entirely. Mm. And then you have the old Batman films that you can watch. Right. And, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's just, I don't know. I'm kind There's of so many IP. But like, it's this, just everywhere. What, well, what's happened is the world, the comic book world, has very much entered the, the film world. It's where you could have different runs, totally different runs of a character by it's different insane. authors. And there would be totally different riffs on it and stuff. Like, oh, oh this is insane. the thing. Kevin, so I'm only catching up on this. You mentioned it to me on a on a pod, on a podcast. What was it on one of those? Uh, it was the last. Show? It was the last mini bits. Uh, you, you said everyone's describing stuff as insane recently. And have you started noticing it though? Only, only, only with people trying to raise you. That's the only type, only where place where I've noticed people. No, people on Discord are trying to every, raise you. Oh my god! Oh my god! I could start posting now, like um, tweets, comments, TikToks. Uh, articles, anything insane is everywhere. This is insane. That's insane. It's insane. There was a festival just going on about this insane lineup. Okay. I was like, oh, it's a mentally ill lineup. Okay, <laughs> it's just it's it's everywhere. And the other, th- do you know, the other thing that's also bothering me lately. Wow. wow. And this has been bothering me for years and years and years. It used to be that everyone used to misspell definitely. They'd go defiantly. Okay. Oh, it's defiantly whatever. They would just they're morons. But no. <laughs> I just keep noticing everyone keeps spelling a lot as one word, A-L-O-T, a yeah. lot. Where has where have they gotten into their heads that a lot is one word? It's the same way that people will write every time as one word. What's the one that you've, you've pulled me up on a few times and I can't get it right? Compliment. Compliment. I can't, <laughs> but I can't get it right. It's like the I. Because I told you the other day. Yeah, and I went searching for it and I couldn't find it because I had to actually had to an, use it. If there's an I in compliment, it's yeah. I'm paying you oh, a compliment. That's a good way to remember it. Okay, good. And then compliment. I, I wrote that to you. But you did. And I went to try and find it because I was I would found myself writing the word compliments. And I went, shit, Kevin. But, I, but you, you gave me a thumbs up, which meant in my world that, yeah, I read that. Thanks. But I did, right? I'm talking about a couple of days later when I was faced with the exact same hurdle of writing the word compliment, I went, okay, what did Kevin say again about compliment? There's an I and the E. What did he say? So I went searching for it and I found it, I think. And I went, oh, the I is paying me a compliment or I'm giving you a compliment. It's insane how little you can retain information. It's insane. (laughs) Come here, let's start talking about what we watched. Come on. Did you start the timer? 
Yeah, it's it's gone. It's ticking. It's ticking down. The world's going oh, to explode. Do you know what I have to put in the sound effect. I have to. I have to line oh. up all my sound effects. When you said start I have the timer, like, I have a whole it's... fucking. I have a whole soundboard. Here. Okay. Jesus Christ! Where's my fucking? What? Where's my ding dang ding? Here we go. The timer has started. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Attention, Limerick. Have you seen my dog, Mauler? A foxy Tibetan bull mastiff wolf whippet mix web missing from my yard at 9 o'clock this morning. Last seen driving a black OD and clearing a group of small fellas out of it in little care park. We are heartbroken as a family and terrified. Marlow is a daughter of a dog, but he also has severe behavioural issues since coming off the drink. Do not try and talk to him, you won't get through to him. And if you're wearing black or white items of clothing, don't go near him. He'll take you for a piebald horse and go for your throat. If you have any information about my dog, don't hesitate to contact me, John Murphy. I'm John Murphy, right? Via Donny Scott Solicitors. Marlow is more than just a member of my family. He's also the owner of my car and godfather to my child. Mahler, if you're listening, please come home. Okay, let's bring my bastard home. <laughs>